Hi, Podcast Brunch Club. I just want to take a quick second to thank some of our organizational partners. Podchaser is the IMDb of podcasts and offers amazing search and list creation and now has a cool social feed feature. Lentigua Williams and Company is the production team behind podcasts like Latina to Latina, 70 Million, and Feeling My Flow. Critical Frequency is an all-women-owned and operated podcast network for independent creators and those who are often overlooked in mainstream media. Listen Notes is a powerful podcast search engine that also offers list creation. The Venn puts out a weekly podcast playlist on the political issues surrounding the 2020 U.S. election. And Audio Boom is a podcast network featuring funny, inspiring, entertaining, and thought-provoking podcasts. These are some of our early sponsors, so go to the Podcast Brunch Club website to see all of the great organizations supporting the Podcast Brunch Club community. And go find these companies. They are great for both content and discovery. And they support and give back to the listener community. If you are an individual and want to support PBC, go to patreon.com slash podcast brunch club. If you represent an organization and want to support the PBC listener community, email me at Adela, that's A-D-E-L-A, at podcastbrunchclub.com. Thanks and happy listening. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Podcast Brunch Club podcast. I'm Stevie, leader of the Minneapolis chapter of the club. Our theme this month is homelessness, which you can find at podcastbrunchclub.com slash homelessness. Today, we'll be speaking with Matt Levin, the data and housing reporter at Cal Matters and host of Gimme Shelter, the California Housing Crisis podcast, which was featured on this month's playlist. The episode we featured this month featured a panel of California mayors discussing housing and homelessness. Besides his work with Gimme Shelter, Matt Levin is an award-winning housing and data reporter whose stories have been featured on Marketplace, NPR's Here and Now, and the San Francisco Chronicle. Matt is also a former research associate for the Public Policy Institute of California. Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Stevie. So can you tell me a little bit about Cal Matters, its mission, and some of the work that they do in California? Yeah, sure. So we were founded about four years ago. I'm one of the grizzled vets that were one of the original employees here. And the mission was, unfortunately, a lot of newspapers are cutting back their coverage of state policy and state politics, everything that goes around in the state house. This isn't just true of California, but pretty much everywhere else in the U.S. Newspapers, as you probably know, aren't aren't doing so hot economically um, unless they're the New York Times or Washington Post. So we're a nonprofit, kind of like a blend of the Associated Press and ProPublica. And our goal is um, to make up for all of that coverage that newspapers have lost over the past decade or so. And what forms of media are you creating to achieve that mission? We try to be truly multimedia. I'd say most of what we do is digital. We also give out our stories for free to media outlets across the state. And then we also do a decent amount of audio, whether that's the Talking Heads podcast that myself and Liam Dillon of the LA Times co-host, which you referenced earlier, or you know, narrative features for NPR stations or, or national NPR outlets like uh, Marketplace or or here and now. Can you tell me about the history of your podcast and maybe more about the team that makes it all possible? Yeah. So, God, we've been doing this now for three years, which is somewhat remarkable because I honestly thought this thing would last for like two or three weeks. So 
I am in my early 30s. Housing is a very, very important issue for a lot of people in California. And I think there's a generational component to it, too, um, especially if you're renting, and you can't afford some of the insane prices that we see in the Bay Area or Los Angeles or San Diego or or even here in Sacramento. And there weren't a lot of people covering it, even though it was arguably the most important issue in the state. And there was one other reporter here in town that was covering housing from a statewide perspective. And I was like, hey, I think people would listen to this because they want to understand why our homeless numbers are so awful, why it's so impossible to buy a home here and what the state is trying to do about it. And that was kind of the impetus. And it was I had a background in um, audio, used to work for public radio. God, the audio quality was so bad initially. Uh, we we started, you know, with USB mics in a quiet room, and it wasn't the greatest thing. And now we've kind of moved on to a dilapidated studio that no one uses in down in downtown Sacramento. And we found an audience. It like people actually listen to it now that the audio has improved. They listen to it a lot more. But there seems to be a real hunger out there to understand why housing is so dysfunctional in this state and what can be done about it. You know, this episode that we featured on our playlist this month was actually a panel of California mayors. Yeah. And I'd like to hear more about that in a second. But what does a typical episode of your show look like for anyone who may not have dabbled in that? So it's usually 20 or so minutes of myself and Liam talking about the most relevant housing news of the last two weeks. Uh, We usually do a segment which our audience has called the avocado of the fortnight uh, because we record every two weeks and that's a segment devoted to the most absurd california housing story of the past two weeks and there is always an absurd california housing story whether it's a woman who painted her put a giant emoji on the outside of her house and was summarily sued by her neighbors for doing so whether it's the eviction of a woman who's over a hundred years old There's all types of kind of odd, absurd housing stories that we take a look at that kind of kicks off the podcast. And then we'll talk about the issue that's dominating the last two weeks, whether that's rent control, whether that's homelessness, whether that's changes in zoning law, which uh, are actually more interesting than they sound, I promise. Um, And then we'll have an interview with a a housing newsmaker, which is probably the, the last 20 or 30 minutes of it. It could be a mayor, like some that are featured on this panel. It could be a person who was formerly homeless. It could be a person going through an eviction, but somebody who is kind of living or trying to solve some of the housing dysfunction that we see here. That's really inspiring. I I had a chance to speak with the host of After the Fact from Pew Research. Oh, yeah. And these types of kind of public policy, um, governmental wonkiness that's boiled down to podcasting is just really inspiring to hear when someone's tackling it and making it consumable for a wider audience. Yeah, wonkiness is not necessarily bad. I think you have to make it accessible and entertaining, and we really try to do that on our podcast. But I think sometimes people really want to understand the mechanics of a problem or a solution to a problem. And I I think being wonky is not anathema to this type of podcast, at least. Well, I want to hear a little bit about California. So it's a very large, very diverse state. I actually lived in California for 10 years down in San Diego. Oh, okay. 
And I, I got a little piece of the high rent prices and the homelessness problem that's there as well. Yeah. I feel like if you live in other parts of the country and other parts of the world, you may not really understand what's going on with housing and homelessness in California. And I know that's such a huge topic in California is such a huge state, but can you boil some of that down for someone who may not live in California? Yeah, sure. So the first thing to know is that it's really bad here, both in terms of the price of living and homelessness, and those two are obviously related. So uh, we're actually waiting on the the final numbers for this year, but it looks like it's probably going to be 150,000 people who are living without a home here on any given night. Um, and that number is, is considerably higher um, when you include people who fall in and then fall back out of homelessness. You mentioned you were in San Diego. Uh, there was a hepatitis outbreak because of people experiencing homelessness and the unsafe kind of public health conditions that were rampant down there. And it became a huge political problem for the mayor down there. In San Francisco, a U.N envoy toured some of the homeless encampments there and in the East Bay in in Oakland and compared it to the slums of New Delhi in India and Mexico City. So it's this incredibly heartbreaking contrast between staggering amounts of wealth that you find up and down the state and particularly in Silicon Valley and then tons of people living on the streets, barely scraping by. It was really interesting to hear from different mayors in the state in that episode, particularly because I think that homelessness is often very polarized between conservative and liberal values. Yeah. And it was it was interesting to see how serious even the Republican mayor of San Diego was taking the issue as compared to the other Democrats that were on the stage. Do you see any sort of pattern how people are tackling homelessness in California or is everybody kind of trying to do different things? We featured an episode that discussed the right to shelter law in New York, and mm-hmm. um, it seemed like a very promising way to attack homelessness. Are there any other initiatives like that in California? So there's lots. It's interesting that you bring up right to shelter because that actually has been a very controversial topic here in California where homelessness advocates and and homelessness service providers are not unified on whether that would be a good thing or not. There's a big push among homelessness service providers that we should really be focusing on permanent supportive housing. So building basically apartments where people experiencing homelessness can move in and then are surrounded by the safety net services that they need to ensure that they won't fall back into homelessness. And their concern was, well, right to shelter, we agree with it in principle, but we don't just want to build emergency shelters just so the eyesore of the problem, so people seeing on the street, it becomes less visible in California. We need a more permanent solution. Governor Gavin Newsom, this is going to be, if it's not already a defining issue for him, It'll be very interesting to see he's set to get recommendations from yet another homelessness task force about what he should actually do. I would expect a lot of action on this issue next year. And then looming in the background, uh, as he is with many things, is President Trump, who has hinted and then, you know, basically said explicitly expects some type of federal intervention on homelessness in California. And nobody really knows what that's going to be. So it's it's going to be a, a pretty crazy year next year, I think, in, in terms of 
how Californians try to tackle this issue. So I think a lot of times people associate homelessness with high housing costs. I mean, in California, is that one of the biggest reasons people are homeless? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. California, it looks like the, the numbers are going up in many of the other states uh, where homelessness numbers have gone down. They have significantly less expensive costs of living than in California. Obviously, mental illness, obviously addiction, obviously, you know, other factors, youth aging out of the foster care system, formerly incarcerated people. Those all play a very, very important role. But regardless, the fact that it is so expensive to find a livable apartment somewhere in California has a lot to do with why this problem is is so acute here. So Mississippi, not a very rich place, right? One of the poorest places in the country. Mississippi has much less of a homelessness problem than California. And that's that's even on a per capita rate, right? Um, even though there is some of the most crushing poverty in the country is in Mississippi. And that's because it is way, way, way cheaper to live in Mississippi than it is in California. Well, and just to kind of break some of the stigma, as a person who covers housing in California, why is housing so expensive in California? <laughs> um, that's, that is the question that consumes my days and nights here um, over and over and over again. So for, for a bunch of reasons, I think most people will agree will agree, people left of center and people right of center, that the state has not built enough housing. So lots of people want to live in California and the people who live here are still having kids and they're growing up in California. If you wanted to keep up with that type of population growth, you'd have to build about 180,000 new units a year. And California is well, well short of doing that. Particularly, we have not built enough housing that's specifically reserved for People with low incomes. Some of the funding for that dried up during the aftermath of the Great Recession and hasn't really been replaced. And it's really, really expensive to build that housing, too. It's about 700 grand to build one unit of permanent supportive housing. So you don't get a ton of bang for your buck. So that's part of the reason why there's not enough market rate housing and part of the reason why there's not enough housing specifically for populations at risk of homelessness. So kind of a supply and demand issue, basically. Yeah. I mean, it, it. there's obviously a lot more to it than that. But at its fundamental level, yes, it it is a supply and demand issue. Well, I appreciate you taking time to break all of that down for us. But I'd like to end the show on a little bit more of an upbeat. Uh, I'd like to ask all of our guests um, what they're listening to. If I picked up your smartphone right now and press play, what would I hear? So I'm going to recommend a couple of housing related narrative podcasts that are less California centric, but I think your listeners might enjoy and that I really enjoyed. So one is There Goes the Neighborhood, which was a WNYC slash KALW, I want to say, production that focused on L.A. and gentrification in L.A., but it was really a, nat a national story. Like, what's it like to actually be kicked out of your apartment because of rising rents? And what's it like for the landlord to try to remodel a entire unit and kick those tenants out? It's really, really good. There goes the neighborhood. Uh, another one was done by On the Media. Um, it's called The Scarlet E, and it's all about evictions and how having an eviction is a incredibly traumatic 
event in a low-income person's life that often they can't recover from. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, and um, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Yeah, thank you so much, Stevie. Well, uh, if anyone wants to check out this podcast, remember you can find it at podcastbrunchclub.com slash homelessness. And be sure to check our feed for more content related to this month's theme. Until next time, happy listening. Hey, Stevie again. Just want to take a second to thank some folks. First off, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on your podcast player of choice. Sure would appreciate it. The music you heard today is downloaded from Free Music Archive, and this episode featured music from Chad Crouch with their song Rainbow. And the ad music at the top of the show is from Ms. Algana with their song Paradise. Podcast Brunch Club is organized by the always inspiring Adela. Sarah De Silva is our other podcast host, leader of the Houston chapter of the PBC, and founder of Audible Feast. Jenna Spinelli is our resident journalist, contributing articles to the PBC website, and also hosts a few interviews from time to time. Lastly, audio editing is done by me, Stevie Zampanti. You can connect with me on my website, conceptualpodcasting.com. Thanks, and happy listening. <laughs>